kumweka. Let's face it, unless you stay completely and utterly offline, including not looking at email, you are bound to get something lodged in your head that you don't want there. You can be as careful as you can, going only to certain places while avoiding others, looking only for certain topics while ignoring others, but every now and then, something awful is going to sneak in. So, just as in the rest of your life, once in a while, your mental attic is going to need some house cleaning. And for that, you'll be well off getting some tools and developing some routines. How exactly that will look for you will depend on you. Not everyone's attic is the same, and not everyone's clutter is the same, and it may have been a while since you last cleaned up, so the starting degree of mess will depend on you. And, in all likelihood, you'll probably never get rid of everything. They say you can't unthink a thought, but you might be able to remove most vestiges of it and cover the rest with something more pleasant. Good luck. In your building, you have these storage lockers, located in storage rooms on each floor and also several down in the underground parking level. That's where yours is. When you first moved in, ages ago, the doors to the storage rooms each had one lock built into the handle and it wasn't exactly heavy duty. Some years later, or a few years ago, after these rooms, including yours, had been broken into a few times, a deadbolt was added. These were keyed the same as the door locks, so you still only needed the one key. This was a good solution except that whereas the lock in the door locked automatically, the deadbolt had to be manually locked, which you were told about at the outset and which you took to heart and practiced rigorously. Apparently not everyone else was so rigorous, and this past week signs appeared on the doors reminding people to lock the deadbolts. For some reason though, perhaps because of your rigor and that of the other people sharing your room, no sign was added to your door. Or perhaps they just didn't order enough signs. So, you wake up at around 2.30, and you try for about 30 minutes to fall back asleep, but you can't, so you dress and go downstairs to practice. You get back upstairs and back into bed by about 6 o'clock and sleep until about 8.30, and then you have to get up again and get ready for the day job. While you're up, you're trying to remember what it was that woke you up and kept you up. You remember something about dreaming, and maybe somehow it was about being ashamed of something you had done that had some physical element to it. On your way back upstairs, you stop on the first floor and go to the mail room to check if anything had come in the day before. Also, people in your building, when they have something small to give away, like some physical media, there's a spot in the mail room where they tend to leave it, and the other day you availed yourself of that practice as well. As it turns out, nothing in the post, and the Hunter Thompson book you left there is gone. Now to pick something else to leave, but something different so as to not saturate the market. You realize that you have all these old voice memos accumulated on the phone, and the earliest one goes back to January of last year. You listen to it, and it's about falling down. You're opining on how, if you had studied Judo or Aikido or the like, 
and if you slipped and fell, you might still be in a good position to minimize the injury to yourself. Remember, this was recorded in January, so there could have been snow and ice. Specifically, you stated that if you started to fall, rather than trying to resist falling down, you could, quote unquote, roll with it and fall in such a way as to minimize injury. This would be in contrast to not knowing how to fall, quote unquote, properly, and therefore trying to resist falling down. And not only failing, but additionally injuring yourself through your contorted flailing attempt to remain upright. However, in the event of a fall, one thing that martial arts training will not help you with is preventing damage to your clothing as a result of contact with the ground. It's in the evening and you're feeling like a sandwich, but you remember all that Chinese food you had last night and you don't want to end up bloated, so you decide to put the sandwich off until tomorrow. Oh, and you remind yourself that you are also looking at the scale and the number this morning was a bit higher than you'd like it to be. But it should be about how you feel, shouldn't it? And anyway, if you ate something every time you felt like eating something, it'd be too much, wouldn't it? And perhaps it's not that you really feel like eating something, it's just that you feel like something unspecified and for reasons you'd rather not think about, eating is the first thing that comes to mind. But don't worry about it. You know that if you stop and question yourself, you can see what's going on and just head yourself off at the pass, so to speak. Meanwhile, someone's in the kitchen making cupcakes.